It's life on life's terms. Live. All right. Uh, We're back. The Life on Life's Terms podcast. And I'm Tom Robinson. And like I always say, we're not affiliated with any 12-step program, although we do advocate them. Yes. uh, I am Chris Mandeville. Um, We are here at a New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass. on Quincy Ave. Once again. Yes. um, Who is very gracious enough to let us use this facility to provide you with this podcast um and if you want to subscribe please share this video please subscribe um lolterms.com is our website please subscribe to the audio po- podcast yes because this is our facebook live feed feed but we also have 40 how many uh right now there's 45 i think 45 speakers that you can listen to on our um audio podcast it's on apple Podcasts. it's yeah, on google, google play. play um we have a youtube channel as well yeah um if you want to see a different angle of us yeah it's, <laughs> it's kind of hurting but um we keep doing it so yes please <laughs> share the video uh subscribe um i think this is actually doing pretty well um as of late uh our last guest was quite compelling and yeah it was fantastic yes um, very moving yes uh, we got a lot of uh a lot of feedback on it it was really great um so tonight we have Kristen, um and she is going to share her story with us and we'll turn it over to her hi guys thank you so much for having me can you hear me okay yes thanks for doing can you hear me now yes Well, it's great to be doing this at New Way. I'm very comfortable here um, because I'm a volunteer here. Um, My sobriety date is September 25th, 2017. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we uh, we didn't give you the spiel. So you speak into the side of the microphone. Okay. If you could tip, just go back a little bit and bring the microphone to you. Bring your chair back. You can get comfortable. Like that? No, actually push the chair back towards the wall. There There you you go. go. And then there. there you go. Sorry, Sorry everybody. All, All right. right. <laughs> so yeah, September twenty fifth, two thousand seventeen. Um, nice. I was busted up. I was a mere shell of the person that uh, that I, that I had been at one point, and um, mm. I was pretty much an unrecognizable. Um, Further in my story, I'll explain that when people saw me after I had had, had actually gotten my act together somewhat, I, I didn't even look like the same person. So um, back in September of 2017, mm. I, I didn't appear like this. I was I was very, very broken. Mm. Like most of us are yeah, when like, we come yeah. in here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty badly mangled, like it says in the I was badly mangled, exactly. on the side of the highway on 95 North in Greenwich, Connecticut, passed out next to my car. During rush hour traffic wow. with a blood alcohol of 0.5. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember this, of course. Yeah. Um, I woke yeah. up in the hospital and I was intubated. You know, I was on a, a ventilator. I had OD'd on wow. alcohol and pills. Uh, and I didn't know where I was, how I had gotten there. 
I, I was in transit from Nashville, Tennessee, on my way up to see my family in Rhode Island. And I oh, was driving you were, blackout. You were driving? Drive. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Were you living Tennessee? In, in Nashville? I had just, yeah. I've spent the uh, prior 17 years in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, I've okay. kind of lived all over the place. So I'm originally from Rhode Island. Um, I can relate to that. I drove across the country. Uh, I went out back out to Seattle to get my, a car mm. that I had left there. And uh, before I left, I bought a whole bunch of drugs. Mm. <laughs> and I was just buying <laughs> To myself. go get a car. Yeah. Was the car worth I wasn't... it? No, I bought them in Seattle and drove back with them. Oh. You know what I mean? And oh, boy. Yeah. I usually didn't drive drunk. You know, I, I mean, towards the end of my addiction, okay, I did sometimes. But I wasn't like a historical drunk driver. I usually didn't put myself in situations like that, but this was just another jackpot or whatever. Um, you know, the miracle of it is that I didn't, I didn't die. <laughs> I didn't kill anybody else. I didn't even get a DUI because I wasn't in my car when they found me. I was well, outside of my thing. car. Yeah. Oh, wow. So you must and have taken the keys with you. Yeah. I woke up in the hospital. I didn't know how I got there, what had happened. I knew the police had brought me in. All I knew is that I wanted another drink, <laughs> and I tore the ventilator out of my throat. I I got out of my restraints first and wow. took out my IVs, and this nurse and doctor came running out of nowhere, and we're like, where are you going? What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm, and I'm uh, a physician. AMA. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a physician assistant. So I'm like, oh, what are you guys? You know, I'm a medical person, you know, whatever, and they're oh, just, yeah. like, trying to pin me back down. And, um, right. you know, I, but something has always had my back. Um, I'll call it God now, but I, 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 I don't. I didn't know how to identify it at the time. Mm. But the fact right, that right. again, I didn't kill myself. I didn't kill anybody else. I didn't get arrested. I didn't go to jail. Um, and you know, I managed to wake up in the hospital and be well enough to drive uh, to Rhode Island to be readmitted to another hospital three days later. But still, something <laughs> has always had my back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Kept you out of those big scrapes. Yeah, well, I mean, I've still had, yeah, yeah, that that big. Mm. Um, I see. I was, I was what you call a teabag Catholic. Mm. I only prayed when I was in hot water. <laughs> right. Like, Please, <laughs> yeah. God, don't let this cop pull me over. Yeah. Don't have him look in my left shoe. Like, right. You know, pocket yeah, yeah. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Trunk yeah. God. Right. Yeah. Trunk God. <laughs> yeah. Well, Trunk God had had saved me from a, some other predicaments too. Not just, you know, my kind of lifelong battle with alcohol and, and pills. Um, in 2012, I was diagnosed. Well, in 2010, I was diagnosed with cancer. It went metastatic in 2012. Metastatic. Yeah, stage what does that four. Mean? Um, it spread. It was it's melan it's melanoma. So it spread oh, from yeah. my skin to my organs. Um, I was yeah, getting, a good a good friend of mine passed away quite quickly from that. It's very recently. aggressive. Yeah, I had um, spindle cell melanoma. It went stage four. I was given six months to live in 2012. Wow. And here I am still yeah. here. <laughs> so yeah, again, yeah. something has always had my back. And this thing that had my back put me on an experimental clinical trials drug at Vanderbilt University in Nashville where I was living. Mm. Um, and um, I mean, I was on this chemo for four years. It wasn't like an automatic miracle, but it did save my life. And in my own case, cancer was rel relatively easy for me <laughs> to beat. Not really. I mean, I know other. I don't know I was lucky with the cancer, but. I decided if I was going to die, I was going out with a bang, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah. yeah, I couldn't work as a PA anymore. I was depressed. I had some other personal things going on. Well, like and I the picked chemo, up like, heavy. Like the chemo is well, that's depressing vicious. In itself, yeah. It's vicious. I, I've seen people that were diagnosed, started treatment, couldn't 
do it. Couldn't stay sober. Couldn't live like mm-hmm. and finished the treatment and then ended up dying from drugs. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, that nearly, very nearly happened to me. Um, and you think if you have a new lease on life that, you know, you'd turn it around and, and, you know, I'm trying to do that now, of course, but at the time I just, I could not, I physically could not stop drinking. That's, that's the power of <laughs> alcoholism right. and addiction. Yeah. It's yeah. And pills way as well. more powerful yeah. than us. I had had an on and off as a medical provider. I had very easy access at work to back in the nineties. They used to sample us Oxycontin, Lortab, Perks. It would come in. I would sign for. I mean, I had a DEA number. I'm a PA. I would sign for them. We didn't need them at work. We didn't use them, so I would take them home. Yeah. And then my hustle was writing myself prescriptions, which I ended up getting in trouble for, and have to go to the program. They call it the bad nurse program. Yeah, yeah. So five years. For five or, years. Or, yeah. yeah, I did yeah. that. The DE. DEA number? Oh, yeah. Is that what you said? Yep. That means you can write prescriptions. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? Oh, right. Okay. Narcotics can, can, as well. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Hold narcotics. Yeah, a PA and, is like a nurse practitioner, or you know, like a. Kind of in between a nurse and a doctor. I guess, yeah, like a next step old. down. So, yeah, yeah. I have a master's degree. So I managed to put some stuff together before, you know, my education went totally out of control. Yeah. Um, but Blackout was... exams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that never quite happened. But, uh, geez, uh, hopefully it never will. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, you know, I have managed to put a little bit together earlier in my life. I'm one of these that it kind of like the, the crap hit the fan when I was in my 40s. Um Wow, <clears throat> but 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 looking back, I'd always I think I've been an addict since I was a little girl. I've always had something, even if it was I was locked in my room playing my accordion compulsively, yeah, uh, like a giant nerd. Um, I used to compulsively pull my, pull my hair out when I was younger. I always had something that was like a stress reliever, or yeah, like yeah, a distraction, something to get out of. Self. Yeah, 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 yeah. I always had to get out of my head. I always had that proverbial hole in the soul that yep. you know. And I I was always the I, I wanted attention. I didn't care if it was good or bad. Just, right focus on me yeah so 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 you're saying that um although you you drank Mm -hmm. it never really became a problem or you didn't for a long time you didn't use that as as an escape to fill the hole in the soul for a long time um well not so much the drinking now when i was 27 my dad who was also an alcoholic committed suicide Um, and it was, it was, it was a grisly death. I won't go into details, but it was bad. And he was found over a week later. And, um, I had just started working as a PA and I had access to all these free samples of anything, or I could write a prescription or whatever. And so my first, my first real problem was pills actually. Um, and I fell into that, that I was filling the void with pills, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. They, they just numb everything. They, they were handy, and yeah, and I could function. take them at work. Yeah, 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 because yeah, they were at work, you know, and that spiraled out of control and, and got me in trouble. And Yeah, and, um, and then you're like, oh, hey, Miss Johnson, here's your medication. Let me just take yeah, this well, one Yeah, you, Here you go. Me, right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's even, yeah, um, you know, at one point, I actually found a bag. I'm, I'm not, I swear, I was at this job for seven years. At one point, I found a bag in the back of a samples closet. It was a hefty lawn and leaf bag. The supervising physician I work with did missionary work in Mexico. Um, and all the doctors in town in Louisiana, where I was living, they would give us all their extra samples. And it turned out that there were a lot of Lortab hydrocodone, which is kind of like this. It's, they take it more that they tend to take perks up here in the north and, and, and hydrocodone down in the south. Yeah. I knew some people huh. that um, from California, and they yeah, were like yeah, Lortab. Yeah. They call them Soma. 
Oh, Soma's the most relaxing. Okay. something different. But, but they kind of. I heard lore tabs all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found a bag of ten thousand lore tab samples that were unaccounted for that had been sitting there for a few years Yee-hoo! that nobody knew about. Ten, and I thousand. It was a hefty lawn and leaf bag that was completely That's like hitting the full lottery. of individual <laughs> blister wrap pills. And what started with me taking a few home because I was like, oh, when I had my wisdom teeth out, I took those. I could sleep like a baby. Mm, yes. These are awesome. This is, a, you know, because I'm having bad dreams about my dad and, and just the whole, you know, what had happened with him. Started taking those and it, it spiraled out of control. To fast forward a few years later, I'm taking 120 pills a day, oh, and I don't wow. have Flacco. I'm not calling up my dealer. I'm I'm my own dealer, so it was very isolating. My I was married at the time. My husband knew I was sleeping a lot, and something was wrong with me. But he didn't know. My coworkers didn't know. They obviously must have known something was wrong with me. But I mean, I didn't have. There was nobody I used with. There was nobody I bought them from. It was just this, you know, this thing I was doing on my own. And I felt... 10,000 pills. Yeah, yeah. So 120 pills a day. You've multiplied over six or seven years. That's about... Yeah, I took them all. (laughs) I never even crossed my mind that I could, like, sell them. I mean, I don't really... At least at that time, I didn't really have that kind of mindset. I didn't really need the money. I was making good money as as a provider. Um, yeah, but I just usually couldn't. a monkey can't sell bananas. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> and why would I sell them? I needed personally. them. I needed yeah. them, you know. But the, so so you had this episode when mm. you were in your 20s. Did right. you reel it back for a while after that? I did. I actually locked myself. I, well, the, there came the day I was fired from my job, and I left my husband on the same day, I, and I decided Louisiana was the problem. So I got in my car, oh. and I drove towards my best friend's house. He lives in Minneapolis, and stopped in Arkansas, locked myself in a hotel room for two weeks, and I kicked by myself. Oh, I bet uh, you yeah. that was it fun. It was horrible. Nobody knew where I was. This is in the days before. I mean, I think I might have had a cell phone, but most people didn't. This was in was 1999. Was just opiates? Opiates. Okay. But very, very, very high dose. And so yeah. I was like train spotting, you know, train spotting. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the baby, I on, the baby on the ceiling. Yeah. But I felt like that. I was yeah. just, swimming, swimming in the toilet. I was sitting in the shower of the hotel room by the drain, you know, with the shower on me, just having oh, diarrhea into there. the drain, uh-huh. you know, oh just God. rocking and not being able to move. I mean, it was horrible. And so oh, after that kick, yeah, yeah, yeah partying, it was, it was an absolute hard. nightmare. They didn't even have Suboxone back then, I don't think. or if. Uh, but I was too ashamed to even go ask for help, right, you know? Right, yeah. Um, so I kicked, and I got that sort of under control. It did kind of rear its ugly head a few years later, but then I was like, well, I'm just going to have to drink now, you know? And I even yeah. started, I mean, I was drinking NyQuil. I was drinking whatever, you know, like everybody was keeping an eye on me, and I never... Just you, trying to supplement it with something yeah, else. Yeah, 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 you know. You know, you, you don't have your solution no more, and your right. skin's crawling, and you yeah. you can't sit with self. Yep, You know, exactly. Restless, yeah. irritable, discontent. Absolutely. Or just, just take, Dry, take drunk, the feeling. Dry, drunk, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so it took a few years, um, but eventually the the pill problem kind of crept back. I was in, I worked in a, I got a job in a pain clinic, which was <laughs> stupid. Brilliant. <laughs> yes. Brilliant. What? Yes. Yeah. Here's um, the idea. Right? Well, you know, it paid another, well another, and whatever. Another addict grand scheme. Yeah, and there I was like a Nazi when it came to the patients. I mean, I was on to every scam they had. Because yeah, I, right, I, right. I was, you know, I was yeah. just like, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. so. Right, you know, so for a long time, I was I was the one that the provider they didn't want to see because yeah, I was yeah. on to every, yeah, American Airlines lost your luggage? Yeah, like, whatever, you know. Um <laughs> but um, but eventually it, it came back, well, and the it dog never ate was your oxies? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, whatever. Um, 
but but the alcohol was always there and it, it eventually spiraled to to it was merely but in and then mixing the alcohol in the pills especially when i was getting them um i knew how to work my oncologist pretty well you know when i, when I had this severe cancer pain that you know it was very questionable um, yeah, I, I mean, oh, yeah. how can they how can they tell you what your pain is? Yeah, you know? yeah, and having worked as a PA in a pain clinic, and you know, be, you know exactly being a, what being to a say. good sneaky addict. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, master manipulator. <laughs> yeah. Just so you, the twenties was the dad dad thing, right? When was the cancer? Um, it was in uh, two thousand twelve, so I was in my forties. Forties, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, and and it kind of got to the point where it was a combination. It, it was alcohol. In 2017, I want to say I overdosed six times. Um, wow. Probably, f- I think four of the times was a mixture of booze and pills, and mm. two of the times was mm. just alcohol. But like wow. I said, blowing a point five. You know, Amy Winehouse died when she had a point four. Um, so yeah, somebody high fived me the other day when I did a commitment somewhere. He's like, Oh, I'm in the five Oh club too. And I'm like, I've never heard of that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, that's pretty, uh, intoxicated. Yeah. It it, it was just gruesome. You know, I was just a mere shell of, you know, this person I had strived to do well in school. And, you know, I, at one point consider that social drinking. (laughs) <laughs> it was a, a very unsociable drinking. And like you could, it's crazy. You can see someone who runs around and shoots heroin or fentanyl or whatever every day. And I just think watching someone die through alcohol is yeah. horrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really sad. Oh, it like I remember back in the day um, when uh, I was in Quincy Monday night and all that. And one of the old timers, Eddie. He lived over on um, Water Street. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Just drank himself to death. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, my sponsor was like, no, you're not going in there. Like, you can't go see that. Because uh. we, we had got the news and or no one had heard from him. And we went over there. And mm-hmm. he was like, no, you don't want to go in there. Yeah. You know? Because he was like a, a big guy, you know, rode a motorcycle. And, like, yeah. by this time, he was just withered away yeah. to nothing. You know, we we brought him to the VA one time and told him he said he was going to kill himself just so we could get him in treatment. Hmm. We were like, you got to go with this. He's like, Mm. fuck that. You know, like big war guys. Like, no way. I ain't saying that. We're like, yeah, he said he's going to kill himself. He's going to jump off the roof right now. Okay. See you later. (laughs) Bye, Eddie. (laughs) You know, but it was the only way you could get him in. Right. But I, I just think watching someone kill themselves by drinking is just terrible. They have this. It's all terrible. This but. thing called esophageal varices. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is yeah. where your your throat bubbles out inside of itself, inside your uh, tra- esophagus, and then bursts or can burst. Yeah, it's you, also called Barrett's esophagitis, and oh, it's yeah? actually yeah, varicose veins around your esophagus. And like right. you said, if you vomit a wretch, it's from like vomiting a lot. Yeah. you can actually explode them. And you'll bleed to death. You know, bleed out, vomiting unless blood. Unless you're in a hospital, you're yeah. pretty much going to die. Yeah, yeah, so you're going to aspirate on blood. Yeah, and, and, or need a drug, blood transfusion yeah. and die of yeah. like exsanguination. You know, or just bleeding to death. Yeah, and your belly's yeah. full of blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's gruesome. Ugh. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So. Give me a fucking set of works and a bag of dope. <laughs> you know, see ya. Oh, yeah, right. alcohol's like not that bad, right? Alcohol's yeah, not right. really a drug. Right. I mean, it's everywhere, you know. It must be acceptable. <laughs> Except that 
it is probably the most evil and insidious substance there is. Yep, and it, they've been. It's been an issue for a long time because you know they talk about it in the Bible as well. Oh yeah, yeah, like way back. Well, I think the problem. Well, water into wine, right? Mm. Well, I think the problem is that a lot of people can drink and be fine, and then there's a select few of us who drink and get esophageal varices. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, because you're only going to have one. Yeah, and then you close the bar. Yeah, right. Every night this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so or anyway. stay at the bar for three days. I yeah, once I yeah. slept at the bar, or they let me. Good friends. Oh, I'm sure that was a fine establishment. <laughs> yeah, right. We got a cot in the back. Oh yeah, I only drank at the finest establishments. Yep. Put some of those seat cushions on the kegs back there. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, oh my god. So now we're up to where? So I'm I. They dragged me off the side of the highway. I ended up in basically within a week or so. I was in. Tra- I, I I went to treatment. Now I had gone to rehab one prior time in Nashville in 2016, and so that was, was the only other time in your entire. That I had been to rehab. I had been to detox a okay. couple of times, hmm. um, but um, but that I, wasn't. Was it to get sober or just? The the detoxes were kind of spin drives. Yes, I was kind of ha- half half ass serious about it in rehab the first time, but there were certain things I held back. Well, first of all, we just did steps one, two, and three, and they were kind of half ass. It wasn't you know like a it was a state run program in Tennessee. Yeah, um, I made a lot of good. I made some good friends there, and I, I learned a bit. You know, the self knowledge avails you nothing. Shit, I mean yeah. that that was yeah. definitely <laughs> applicable applicable there, and I also yeah. was very. Um, reluctant to talk about my drug my pill addiction um because i didn't want to lose my physician assistant license i thought somebody might report me oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that ended up happening anyway i mean not because of that it, it, whatever but i mean it was something that i should have just been on so i wasn't 100 percent honest yeah, just i mean you lied by omission yeah that's all. yeah yeah just yeah didn't reveal that yeah right. i just so kept that to myself and you can't do that in this program you know you gotta be you gotta be brutally yep. honest well, if and somebody so, doesn't know about a problem how are they gonna help you with right yeah. yeah and it was just related you know it was shame and it was you know feeling like a failure and um, and some of it too, in in you know, in certain circles, if somebody finds out you can write prescriptions and they're a drug addict, they're gonna they're not gonna leave you. Alone. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> it's That's put me in point. some situations that you know I'm you know that that you know were, were potentially very bad for both of us. Yep. Um, so anyway, so that the, I, I after that sit in rehab, I, I I did what they told me to do. I did ninety meetings in ninety days. I found a home group. There's a place in Nashville called Two O Two House that has meetings almost twenty four seven. If you want to do ninety meetings in ten days, you could do it. Yeah, Just right, go there right, and stay wow. there all day, and it's different kinds of groups. Yeah, I and mean, so they I got would some, hang out at Two O Two, and yeah, they get some down the Cape here. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that would be this. They got the clubhouse over in West Bridgewater, mm-hmm. um, but. Like everywhere else in the country, they're everywhere. Yeah, well, yeah. Nashville's we full of drunks. I mean, yeah. duh. Yeah. We need <laughs> you know, a clubhouse in Quincy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a coffee shop in it. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred two has a coffee shop in it. <laughs> yeah. um, so I did that. I found the home group. I made coffee at the home group. I found a sponsor, and then she brought me through the steps again. When I got to step four, I was like, "Ooh, I don't know about this." And and I started balking, and and I ended up, and I and I relapsed. I, I white knuckled it for about five months, and I relapsed. And when I relapsed, 
like you, we know you pick up exactly where you left off, and then it gets even mm-hmm. worse. And then yep. you know, and and then it, so anyway, fast forward to um, I'm on the side of the highway. I I get to Lakeshore in um, October of 2017. I was in detox for three and a half weeks after that. Wow. At Butler Hospital wow. in Providence. Yeah, that's how messed up I was. I, that's, it was bad. That's a long stint for yeah, detox. Yeah, for detox. <laughs> you know? And did you go, yeah. to, go to a stabilization after that? Or from there to? From there to Lakeshore, yeah. And it was funny, I almost didn't go, you know, because my insurance um, doesn't pay for rehab. Um, and so the people at Butler, they were nice and they're like, well, we're going to put you in the sober house and you're going to go to our IOP. And in the back of my head, I'm already prelapsing. I call, I'm already, I'm going to get my car back. (laughs) I'm going to be able to drive from the IOP to the sober house. And I already knew I was going to go to the liquor store. Like I didn't want to, but I already knew it it was going to happen. Yeah. I already, and I was honest about, you know, at least I was like, no, I think I actually need to go to rehab again. And they're like, your insurance won't pay for it. And I'm like, well. I just sold my house in Nashville. I'll pay for it myself. You know, like I'm going to have to come out of pocket yeah, and pay for yeah. it myself because I don't want to die. I, I, you know, I didn't die of cancer. Um, I'm, I'm here on borrowed time. The fact that I'm still alive after having exactly. stage four metastatic melanoma is an absolute miracle. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to blow it. So I have to, I have to do this. And so, um, they, so they were like, well, here's an 800 number. Make some phone call. We can't even refer you since you don't have insurance. And so I'm yeah. at the nurse's station in my Johnny wow. with my ass hanging out on the phone, calling phone numbers. And eventually I ended up on the phone with Jeff Chasen, who got me into Lake Show. Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he was, he's an absolute lifesaver. You'd call it, would call and check on me every day. You'd talk to my parents. Um, they helped me get up there and, um, yeah, I was at Lakeshore for six months. My 30 day stint turned into six months, but I mm. needed that. Yeah. And the money I spent yep. there was well worth it. It really wasn't that much when I you consider, to that. you know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Dropping the bucket compared to oh, having your life what? back. Oh, you, yeah. You can't can, buy Can you put a price really, on that? Yeah. You can't. No, no. no. Absolutely. No. All the money in the world is worthless. To no. Me. After I started getting well, I actually paid it forward and sponsored somebody. I tried to make it anonymous. She knows who she is, but. Um, I actually helped somebody else go through the program that couldn't afford it because I believed in it so much. Right, right. And I was at the point where I really wanted to help others and say, you know, thank you, God. Like, I, <laughs> and know, if you have, I ended up and in if the you right have spot. the means, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. I did at the time. So, um, so yeah, I was there for six months. I was. Uh, it took me three months to write my fourth step. It was twenty two hundred pages long. <laughs> I think wow. that was a record. It took uh, forty hours for me to read my fifth step. What? The, um, that's a work week. Yeah, yeah, it was three 12-hour shifts and a four. Yeah, so so we, we banged that out. And then I started making amends. Wow. You know, I went to phase two there and, and started making amends. And the amends that meant, I mean, I, I did. I, I still have a lot of amends to make back in Nashville. And mm. I've lived in, you know, I, I went to college in Hawaii. I went to med school in D.C. I've, I've, I've lived a lot of other places that I owe some amends to, definitely in Louisiana when I was taking the pills. Um, but... Um, the amends that that was like my spiritual drop kick or whatever because when I came out of my fifth step I was like some people I saw come upstairs and they were like you know they had seen God or whatever they just had this amazing thing happen and I felt like I was unburned in but I didn't feel like whoa like Bill Wilson with the light shining yeah. down well, from you heaven just, or whatever you I was just, just like yeah. fucking spilled your guts for 40 yeah, hours yeah I was just relieved yeah 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 I was like alright well I feel better now done. what yeah right yeah, <laughs> yeah. no no I What's mean I next? felt better yeah. but you know I didn't have this I wasn't gonna lie and say oh I had the spiritual you know yeah right, right. dropkick or whatever did you, you know. take the you took the hour 
I took the arrow with God. I opened the Bible. I pointed the, the story I pointed out was Daniel in the lion's den, which is about faith. Um, it's a cool little story. So, I mean, I got, you know, that, like, that was cool. But anyway, during the amends process, um, the people at Lakeshore thought it would be a really uh, important and good idea that I go back to Greenwich, Connecticut, where they had found me on the side of the highway, and make amends at that hospital, especially since when I woke up, I was belligerent and, you know. Yeah. And so I was, you know, nervous about going, but I said, yeah, I'll go. And so we made the three-hour drive to Greenwich, and this is what happened. So when I got there, um, they allowed me to go up to the ICU, and the doctor that I had kind of been confrontational with, whatever, she was working that day. And I remembered, I didn't remember her name, but I remembered exactly what she looked like because it was right up in her face. And... um and so they allowed me to talk to her. Um, and so one of the administrators brought me up there and I said, hey, my name's Kristen. I was here five or six months ago, overdose. I extubated myself. I was really rude to you. I'm here. I'm just trying to like, I don't think I would use the word immense, but I was like, I'm just trying to make this right. And, you know, I owe you a conversation. And she was blank. She was just like, girl do you know how many overdoses we see and she's like i'm right. so she sorry i don't remember, remember you you know yeah, like, right, thanks right, for right. coming you know that's cool but like i don't and i was like i'm a physician assistant i'm from nashville you talked to my sister on the phone and she went oh my god that's you yeah and her like, whole face changed <laughs> wow her eyes changed from brown to green right in front of my face and i swear to god i saw god i swear it was like wow. this feeling come over me when she was like First of all, I thought you died. I thought you died in the hospital. Like, I guess what, I wasn't there the next day. She figured I died because I had all kinds of complications. I, I can't even believe I was only there for like 24, 48 hours. But she's like, I thought you died. Wow. And she's like, I can't believe that you can't, you're, you're sober. Right, right. <laughs> you're in recovery. Yeah. You've driven here from Boston to tell me you're sorry. I'm like, well, no, not sorry. Just kind of make it way in, right in a karmic sense. You know, I'm like, I'll pick up trash in the parking lot. Like, what do I need <laughs> yeah, to do right? to make what, this right? Because I wasted I your time and I was a real asshole and whatever. And she was just like, I, I just can't even believe you're you're sober and you're here. She's like, you just gave me a, you just gave me an emotional paycheck. Like, yeah. I can't even. She she just couldn't even. She was like, and so she's crying. I'm crying. The people that are wow. eavesdropping at the nurses station are crying. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, but, it was a bunch amazing. of ear hustlers. Right, right, right. It was just amazing. And when I walked out, I just was like, I don't know. I just, I just felt the presence of God in my life and it's still there. And, yeah. and, and oh, awesome. therein yeah. lies the ninth step promises. Yeah. Which yeah. I remember being at a meeting when I was doing my 90 meetings in 90 days, they were reading the promises before you were halfway through, you'll know this new way of life or whatever. And I went up to the person. I'm like, before you're halfway through what? Yeah, you know how many times I've heard that? Halfway and it, through. They couldn't answer it. They were like, well, I'm like, what, 45 meetings? Step six? Yeah. Like, what's halfway <laughs> through? I don't know. And they didn't know. But it's those are the nine-step uh, promises. It's, it's, and I was almost exactly halfway through my amends. It was like right on cue. It mm, happened. Wow. And, and, so it's and, real, people. It, and it the does, people it does that happen. don't have this and they see what recovery can do, mm -hmm. like, it blows them away. It right. blows them away. Like I've had oh, people yeah. that are like, same thing. Like, you, I think I know you, but looking at you, you're not who I think right. I remember. Yeah, you know, like it talks about in in, in the book. Right. You know? It's it's crazy where we can transform so much just 
by doing some work. Mm. You know, yeah. that, and, and like I've I've heard stories where people have gone to make amends at, at stores, and the person that they're making the amends to may not be the person that was working when it happened, but then they're like, "You're in recovery." My daughter's a heroin addict, or my nephew, or yeah. and and then boom, like now you're you're twelve stepping someone, you know right, what I mean, and right. you're 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 doing more than that amends, you know, yeah, you're, you're, right. you're <laughs> living exactly the way we're supposed to, yeah, right, you know, because they're like, it, it, I, I said it before, now it's 2019, people still don't know how to get involved in recovery, like how, I don't get that, mm. you know, that's why we do this, you know, yep, and and. That's why we want people that aren't in recovery, and you know, I got a. Hopefully, I got some really good guests coming up soon. Um, yeah. Yes. We got but a good guest tonight. Yes. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> and so now, so that now, was, what uh, what is going on with Kristen? So, um, so I was at Lakeshore for six months. I was a monitor there my the last couple of months, um, and then I moved to Brady's Women's. Uh, sober living house in Quincy. I was one of the first women there. And um, I picked a really tough sponsor, Beth. Um, and um, I picked her on purpose. I love her to death. And, and she keeps me on track. And mm. I, I wanted her serenity. You know, when you meet somebody that's, you know, ha- ha- you know, has a similar story to yours, you know, we're around the same age. She's a, she's a nurse. Um, we have a lot in common, you know, just, it, it gives me something to aspire to. Right, right. Um, yeah. So, so I did what she told me and, you know, she said, you know, the usual don't date anybody for a year. I, I still haven't. Stay in sober living at least six months. So I did. Yep, um, yep. I was there mm. for like eight months. Um, I was house manager there for a little while. <coughs> um, I just recently um, got uh, rent, uh, moved into a house um, where I'm renting a room from a friend of mine. So nice, I'm, I'm, nice. I recently, yeah, graduated from sober living, but um, um, I felt like it was time, and 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 that was cool. But I enjoyed sober living actually. We, I had, oh my gosh, some of the friends I made there, some of the laughs we had, like there's just, you I, know, I ended uh, up in in sober living at like seven years sober, eight years sober, something like that, and it was just. How does that happen? I was I was helping a, a friend manage the house. Okay, and my apartment was. I my sister had nowhere to go, so I moved her and her daughter into my apartment. I paid the bills there. I managed over here. That was some of the best times yeah. of my life. Yeah. Was in sober living, you know, just the camaraderie. <laughs> I had fun at Lakeshore too. You know, the you know. you know, cooking dinner, just catching wreck on each other all oh, the time. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. it was, it's, it's awesome to be surrounded by like-minded individuals. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, this is cool. And yeah, I, I remember it very fond. Yeah, yeah. You, you and the a... structure of it, the safety net. I needed that. You know, yes. the twice yep. weekly urine test, the having to go to meetings. Mm-hmm. It set some habits that I still carry into non-sober living now where i still feel like if i haven't gone to three or four meetings a week i'm like missing something right i still right. meditate every day i still have my sober buddies i still get up and do a chore in the morning even though i don't have one assigned i'm like oh i have to do a chore you know but I that's still good oh, that's discipline that's, that's, yeah that's, very that's, right? that's what yeah. us alcoholics need yeah discipline yeah you know yeah yeah if, if yeah. we don't have yeah. it then i lack that for a long off. time yeah right. yeah I, I make my bed still yeah i still morning. i make my bed yeah Some, sometimes I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I do. <laughs> I still write ten step inventory almost every night. <laughs> <laughs> right? Some watching may know. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No. So um, so from our treatment. 
So I work in a program here in Quincy. Um, I work for Northeast. So okay. I manage a, um, uh, one of their sober homes for women that are in their, their program. That's kind of like where they go at night. So I've been there for maybe six Is months. Is it Greenleaf? It's Ryden. Okay. It's the other one. It's okay. like their phase two for mm. women. Yeah. I was a Greenleaf originally. Um, so yeah, I work with some great women there. Um, do you uh, do you have that uh, uh, that doctor on a social as a friend on any kind of social? Uh, what doctor? Media the the one that you made the amends to. No, no. So you're not in touch with her at all. No, no, uh, no. I don't know. But whenever I had patient, when I was a provider, if I had patient like friend request me, it was usually kind of awkward and creepy. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. just didn't really. Yeah, you got to yeah. keep the professional aspect of it. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. But yeah, good question. Um, so I yeah, so I work I work for Northeast. Um, I volunteer here at New Way Recovery Center. I just when I was still at um, at Lakeshore, I started dabbling in meditation because I found that meditation for me was very calming, getting into this present moment. Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, vipassana meditation been very very. Just, just you know, it's been it's just crucial for me. What's it called? Vipassana. Yeah, it's a mindfulness. It's just a fancy name for mindfulness meditation. Okay. Um, so I kind of like um, really through trial and error, I just learned how to you know just be the meditation guide. Like, mm. Go ahead and take a nice few deep cleansing breaths. Oh, for, you know, your, for yourself. No, for everybody. Oh, for everybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I do it. I do it for groups. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Cool, so I do cool. that here now. Um, oh, so right. I have a meditation group that I do here once a week, um, and then I'll do them sporadically. Um, do you I have know a few Mike? Friends. Oh yeah, meditation Mike. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a bomb. A good friend of mine. Yeah, he's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. Um, so yeah, I do a class similar to what he was doing here for a while, um, and then a few months ago, um, I got certified in Reiki, which is like hands-on healing. We yes, had a Reiki I session last I, week. Yep, I experienced it last week. Yeah, yeah. What did you think? I was great. I felt great after. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it was the second time I did it in a month. Yeah, that's good. And like things that have bothered me for years are like, huh, whatever. Right. You oh, know? yeah? Yeah. You mean mentally? Yes. Wow. And, and it's interesting. A, a lot of a lot of things have changed cuz cuz correct me if I'm wrong, it it's it's to open up the things inside ourselves to, for our own healing. Correct. Like we have healing powers in ourselves, but everything is blocked. Right. So what she does is try and unblock those. Yeah. So that our own energy can heal the things that are bothering us i've always had this thing huh. called um my my fellow providers doctors and nps i worked with called it my spidey sense but i used to be able to one of the reasons i got into medicine was because i've always felt like i was a healer i wanted to help people and so i've always been able to like lay my hands on patients and be able to tell if something's serious or not not if something's fake or not but if something like needs like you know, surgery or, you know, or, yeah. or is like, well, we need to take a look at that. I've always had this tingle in my hands for with something. Um, and they used to pull me into different patient rooms to have me lay my hands on people because it seemed to make people feel better. It would drain me, though. Yeah, um, right. But wow. since I've learned Reiki, it actually, I, I've kind of been trained to harness the universal energy around us. Reiki is from two Japanese words, Rei, which means uh, higher power, and Ki, which means energy. And it's just kind of like harnessing that through my crown chakra, through my hands onto you. Mm. Um, you know, I first had it done. I got a scholarship to a um, 
end of life cancer retreat when I was when I was dying in 2012. I actually I think it was in 2014. I went to a um, retreat in North Carolina for cancer patients, and that's the first time I'd had Reiki done on me. And as a medical person, scientist, skeptic, I was kind of like, "This is bullshit." Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, whole yeah. The, the whole time they were working on me, like, the whole right, whatever. the whole spiritual but, and, um, and and yeah. and scientific right. shit just doesn't. But I'm I'm not going to say it cured my cancer. Um, but it definitely made me feel better. It did something. I was like, huh, there's something to this. Like, I can't yeah. throw this out the window. Like, there's something to this. So when it, the opportunity came up for me to learn Reiki, I was like, yeah, I think I should. And I asked my friend who was teaching me, I was like, oh, it might drain me, though, like medicine. She's like, no, if you harness it right, you it actually jazzes you up. Yeah. And it's true. And, so. and it's like the first one, I had it done a, a real long time ago um, after one of my spin drives mm. uh, out of Catholic Charities, which ain't even in existence anymore. And after, like, I was just laying there and, like, I didn't want to get sober, like, whatever. But after the lady was like, have, she's like, this this was pretty weird for me. Like, have you ever thought of, like, looking into this? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Then went on fucking <laughs> years more of heroin use. And, uh, but just recently at, at Open Doors, like, I could feel the heat off of the woman's hands as well as you. Mm-hmm. Like, it it was you know yeah sometimes I don't my think hands, it's bullshit. Sometimes uh, my hands get so hot I think I have like stigmata on my palms or yeah. I like have to actually recoil like oh like, yeah it's a like flame. It, so like I could I feel don't know. it was it was I'll tell you what right? Mike sent me to a woman in Hingham mm. when my back was real bad mm. and I had like this other thing going on with my neck a crick in your neck well and it was like it was really weird and I was saying it was psychosomatic but it was like some sort of pain like intense pain yeah and it would be when i tried to meditate i would try to he'd say i'll tell me to sit up straight mm. and and stuff and don't use the back of the chair and all of a sudden the, my neck would start this intense pain you want to arrange your spine like a stack of coins when you meditate yeah but to me i i and i think it i think it would have to do with my posture because yeah. i've always had bad posture oh. and i've worked on it in recent years mm. but anyway she sent me to this lady, and it was not. She was she was a massage, but it was like a energy healing type of massage. And I tell you what, it was not a normal thing. It was like I was like, I don't know. I felt like you know the hairs standing up in the back of your head, neck, and like yep. heat or something coming out of the top of my head type of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said that she said that she had a like a an image. Of like a snake leaving my body. When, <laughs> really? Yeah. And I, and it was like, you know, I usually don't share those things with people, but I don't know. Did you have to I don't poop? Know. I just told it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> nice. No, but it was definitely very strange. I wish I could remember what the heck it was called. Some sort of energy healing thing. Brown snake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, yeah, there's something to it. TMI. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, uh, like I've, I've seen I've seen videos of like Japanese healers and stuff, and like this is like flur, and you can see the heat coming out of their hands. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, yeah, and, yeah. and get it going, and then it's like, you know, like friggin', mm-hmm. uh, what was that game back in the day? Shora, you can. You know what I mean? <laughs> Street Fighter? Street Fighter, exactly. Like throwing energy balls and shit. You know? Oh, you could. I'm going to have to work on that. Yeah. yeah. I think that might be my you know? 2019 resolution is to like create energy balls. Sonic and- Boom! Yeah, right? 
<laughs> yeah, but like you see that stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, you yeah, can see. I've it. seen videos of that stuff you know? too. Yeah, you see the one where the guy catches the the, the paper on fire. Yes, real. yes, yes. It's in his chi. hand, it's chi. Yeah, it's in his hand, and and he's just holding it, and he's like, right. And all of a sudden, there's smoke, and then this fucking fire, mm. like right. from his hand. Yeah. No, I don't know. Crazy. If that's fake, but whatever. It, it's kind of like believing in that kind of stuff. It's not going to do you wrong. It's like somebody said at one time in a meeting, like believing in a higher power, um, or Santa Claus. People that believe in stuff like that, they're happier. Exactly. So what if it's not in the end, do you wrong? That's right. What if in the end it doesn't really exist? Uh, you were happy your whole life believing it. Right. So right. And and like there's there's a lot of our brain that we don't use. Absolutely. And you know, I I don't know what powers a human could possess. You know well, what I mean? one thing that I've that I've come to—I mean, I'm a Christian, okay—but one thing I've come to believe uh, is that for sure is that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, right? Mm, right. You know, this isn't all there is, right? No, it's ludicrous to think that that. I just don't believe. Yeah, it. and it's so far fetched. Right. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's been some some things recently that have reminded me of that. You know, like I don't know, this might have happened before. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just like I don't know. Weird. Deja vu. Yeah, but like just something so familiar that like this just didn't happen. You know what I mean? I've had uh, I've had premonition dreams, I believe, and it's a really weird one. I'll share it. When I was a kid, I had a feeling. Uh, the dream came along with a feeling, an intense feeling. It used to scare me, and I'd had it again and again and again and it was a feeling of claustrophobia like someone's holding you down and you can't get up and uh mm. and it came with an image a close-up image of a needle piercing like a soft fleshy thing yeah mm. and you ended up a heroin addict yeah and i believe that was a premonition dream yeah sent to me did you get relief when it pierced the skin no no no, no, no. fear Fear, fear. scared to death, intense fear, and uh, mm. and I would hate it, and I would be afraid to go to sleep because I was afraid it was going to happen. Wow, yeah, it was a bad, 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 uh, bad dream, and then it went away. <laughs> yeah, because you started right. shooting really. heroin. <laughs> no, no, I was, no, then it no, became it a fucking through. nightmare. It came yeah. no, nightmare. This is, this is when I was. This is when I was like five, six, seven. Mm. Yeah, like before I. I moved out of my grandparents' house with my mother and went back to with my, with my father when I was seven. So that was basically the end of it. I think there might have been one or two times in the new house that I had it. Yeah. But it was all in the old house. Wow. Yeah. Intense. So um, you, yeah, you actually volunteer here doing Reiki. I do. Um, yeah. Thursdays. And I'm, I'm going to start a... So on yeah, so starting next week on Fridays, I'll do a meditation class in the morning. I'll do Reiki throughout the afternoon, um, and it's free for members here. So you yeah. know, if you're local and and you want to come down, we would love to see you in free Reiki. Reiki is usually like a dollar a minute if you go to a you know a clinic. Yeah. So um, and then at six thirty on Fridays, I'm going to start a refuge recovery. That um, I'm I'm looking there, which, forward to that. I mean, I've I've done AA. I've, I've you know I mean I I I'm active in AA. I've done the steps. 
Um, I sponsor, I have five sponsees right now. I'm very active in AA and I believe in it. But for me, as like an adjunctive or extra kind of thing, refuge recovery has been, has, has, you know, been life saving for me. Yes. I, uh, um, I attended and, Rebel Recovery over in Salty. Yeah, and similar. Mm-hmm. When I went to that every week, mm-hmm. shit would happen and it would be like water off a duck's back. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, there's a, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a meme. That's people have been sharing. It's like, oh, me in 2019, and it's Shaq, and he's standing there, and he's like, drama, you know, like <laughs> just swatting oh, yeah. all this shit away, <laughs> and and like that's how I felt when I was attending that meeting every week because yeah. you know it was a it was a half hour meditation, then there was a speaker. You're sitting on pillows, you're just mad chill, yeah, and, and, and the energy in the room was amazing. Yeah, so that's yeah. what we're gonna do here. And the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we'll have it in that room, which is next door. There's a flat screen TV. So instead of reading from the book, we could read from the book. There's a little controversy with, with Refuge and the whole – the founder of Refuge has, has kind of had to step down just due to some allegations and stuff. And he wrote the book, and some people aren't real crazy about using that bit, their big book right now. But whatever. We could watch a Dharma talk on the flat screen. You know, like we could actually watch something, the Dalai Lama or, you know, or yeah. I, could, oh, I, I, could, I could pipe in a meditation and do it. And I usually supplement it with a little bit of – you know, with with a Bluetooth speaker, some incense. I usually sage the room. That's like yeah, spiritual yeah. hand washing. Cool. It you know it helps the energy. I met a um, lot, and maybe a even some Reiki. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Lama, Charlie nice. Lama. Yeah, you've met nice. the you've met the, the Charlie, Charlie Lama. Lama. <laughs> drama, right? Uh, oh, no that's drama funny. with the Charlie Lama. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's gonna start. That's starting January 11th. January 11th. Yeah, so Fridays from 6, 6.30 to 7.45. Um, I think yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, sorry. Say it again. Refuge Recovery will be here at New Way Recovery Center in Quincy starting January 11th from 6.30 to 7.45. On what day? On Fridays. On Fridays. Yes. And um, I'm going to give a shout out to the 24-hour power um, next Saturday. Let me see if I can pull up the information. Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Saturday night. Just, just give me a second. And you guys can talk, talk amongst oh. yourselves. <laughs> I'm getting a little verklempt. Let's talk about him. Um, let's see. 24 hours. There we go. So my long range uh, plan is to uh, is to go back to school because, like I said, I'm on borrowed time. I'm yes. living for other people now. You know, I'm helping mm. my sponsees. I'm trying to do the next right thing, trying to change cool. the world even in a little way, but maybe on a grander scale. Um, I'm applying to Harvard University's doctorate in public health pro- program with the oh, Chan cool. School of Public Health. Yeah, nice. so. Um, I'm in the process of getting my up. They they actually recruited me a few years ago. Um, even the, during my my alcoholic. <laughs> escapades i've always managed to do pretty well in school so you know they they invited me to apply um i don't know if i'll get in and if i can afford it but maybe starting next fall um i would love to do a doctorate in public health and to be able to help people on a, a bigger scale very we're cool. very blessed here in massachusetts we actually have pretty good laws as far as recovery you know we have mass health a lot of states don't have you know health insurance for everybody um, mm. you know, just coming from Tennessee, I know that, you know, like it, it is a lot, there's yeah. a lot more meetings up here. There, there seems like, you know, there's, there's maybe a little bit less stigma. I don't know. Um, but I'd like to make it even better, you know, and really, really help people, you know, so, so that's, um, that's my long-term goal. So, cool. very good. uh, we had a guest on not too long ago, Susan Lordy, and she does, oh, uh, Lordy. 
Recovery Graffiti. <laughs> and her next event is going to be at the Life Quest Community Church, 365 South Avenue, Whitman, Mass. Um, and it's going to be a ongoing thing every third Saturday night. Um, she does recovery graffiti. So right? you got we you can paint, you can spray paint, you can use acrylics. Like there's so many different mediums that you can use, and like she has it every she has it once a month right now at Buffalo Wild Wings in Brockton. Can you spray paint inside though? Um, Probably have to wear one of those. Masks yeah, well, it depends. Um, but uh, this will be on Saturday, the twelfth of January, from seven to ten p.m. Um, the Life Quest Community Church, like the couple that that owns that place, they're great, um, and they really want to bring a lot of uh, recovery stuff into into their establishment, and mm. um, it's going to be every third Saturday. So if you ain't doing nothing on a Saturday, the third Saturday of the month, then you can go and do some graffiti, mm-hmm. graffiti with a bunch up. of sober people. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and we. The we Life went on to Life's Terms podcast is going to be yes. There we we Saturday. shall be broadcasting live from there. Yeah, and you guys at the kickoff event. Tune that out. It's uh, we're going to start probably broadcasting probably around seven. Yeah, seven p.m. Saturday night, and we'll right? pop in and out, and, in and out. you know maybe we can walk around. Maybe I can go live on the phone and, and show you guys some stuff too, so that we're not just like stuck behind a computer screen. Right. Um, we we want to uh, we want this thing to grow. You know. And, yep. and eventually be able to to help people. Absolutely. Um, you know, but baby steps, baby mm. steps. Baby steps. So um, anything else you want to plug? Not that I can think uh, of. You did a very good job. Yes. Thoroughly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you were supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I don't remember what happened. You had, you had hurt your back. Oh, yeah. Are you feeling better? We, our guest had bailed. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, they stepped. And Corey they, had asked. Yeah. Her. I was doing Reiki here. I yes. was doing Reiki here today. Yes. You know, and, so and she was already here. They were like, you and then I said, hey, I can't find. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. And, and like <laughs> all it. the timing just didn't work out. Oh, but yeah. I, I've thought about it, and like I think even if we don't have a guest, we should just keep. We should just show up and do it. Just show up and do it. Yeah. yeah. I'd be and that. you know, we can do a Q and A. We can do whatever. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. people throw out a topic. You know, I wrote a song about it. Won't well, hit, he go. You know, like I, I, I think we should. We just need to keep it going because we didn't, we didn't broadcast, and and people were like, "Hey, where right. are you guys?" Yeah, you know, that's that's, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. You yeah. know, that, that is actually cool, but it's a bummer that we weren't there. Yeah, before. so we are going to try not to let that happen in 2019. There you go. All right. Well, thanks everybody for, uh, for yes. tuning in. Thanks everybody for tuning in, and uh, please subscribe. To the podcast, the audio podcast, and um, that's kind of yes. Um, I have I've had a lot of people uh, message me about coming on here, and I'm not ignoring you. Um, I will get back to everybody. Uh, I got a you know life's been a little crazy with the holidays, so once again, anyone that wishes to come on here, please message myself, Tom, or the Life on Life's Terms podcast page. Um, we want to hear your story. We want to share your story. You know, we want to bring awareness to everywhere yep. um, and, and hit this from all angles because uh, it ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Well, you know, but hopefully it, get, it gets better. Yes, yeah. we can. We can do our part to try and uh, help it out, help it out so it doesn't get even worse. 
And with that, my vote's a yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Simon, what do you say? <laughs> thank All you right. very much, Kristen. Oh, yes, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, guys, All for right. having me. All right. Peace out, people. Peace. I live in this world full of anger and-